It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your hosts, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Raider Nation, good Evening, good afternoon, wherever you may be. It is a good one if you're part of Raider Nation. The Raiders, 27 to 20 winners over the Los Angeles Chargers, a big game at Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders scare everybody towards the end uh, after the 14 point lead evaporates a little bit. But they come up big when they have to, and that's all that matters. It's a win. Hi, everybody. It's Scott Branson. This is Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. We certainly appreciate you being with us. Do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe wherever you may listen to us. If you're listening to us on audio, awesome. Wherever you get your podcast is where you can find us, by the way. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit subscription and the notifications bell as well, but the Raiders now move to five and seven, three in a row. Raider Nation, how are you feeling about that? Two overtime victories, followed by a huge win at home against the Chargers. Uh, just so much to talk about this one. The Raiders go to three and two in the AFC West, uh, and also put a little wrinkle in the Chargers' uh, fight for the playoffs, and perhaps the Raiders are starting to establish themselves. Yes, a lot would have to happen for this team to make it to the playoffs, but who knows? It could happen. Joining us for the show, as always we do on the postgame, is our good friend Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. He's coming to us live. You're going to hear it a little bit noisy. He's coming to us live from the Bet MGM Casino at the Gold Strike Casino in tunica mississippi and he is here with the voice of the fan murph uh as a fan boy this was a great one it started off a little rocky again uh but then of course uh they turn it around and things got better and sure enough this raider team continues to improve and that's what you gotta like yeah absolutely scott you know so this is what we got five more before we start our uh, run through the afc uh uh, playoff uh, picture and then find our way into the Super Bowl. I've, I've, tell, I've only been telling you guys this for three weeks that we're going to go run this thing out. Uh, but in all seriousness, though, I mean, it was such a great game today. Uh, always great when you can beat a division rival. Always great to beat the Dolts, especially at Allegiant Stadium where we walked them off last year. And so, yeah, what a fun game today. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's a good time to be a Raider fan. I know it didn't start off early the way that we wanted it to, but I uh, hear, you know, a little past midseason, man, it's looking pretty good. Well, and I'll tell you what, the thing that got me crazy, and I know, listen, we have so many performances to talk about. Of course, Josh Jacobs, 26 carries, 144 yards, a touchdown. Devontae Adams, if there's any question on whether or not he's the best receiver, yes, Tyreek Hill had a big day, too. Those guys are going neck and neck for that. Eight catches, 177 yards, two touchdowns. But I got to start with this guy because we're going to get into those. 
Listen, everybody's been paging, paging Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones, please earn your $17 million. To me, this was the double nickel game, at least the first half. He came out three sacks on the day, Murph. You got to love that. Absolutely. I mean, who is this kid? I mean, when 55 <laughs> comes out of nowhere, was he a rookie? Uh, but, you know, it was so amazing to see him go nuts today. And frankly, like, this game was clearly defined by the defense. I would even argue that it was clearly defined by the defense and Josh Jacobs, of course. But but really, defend, the defense commanded this game from early on. Uh, and much respect to, you know, Tillery, uh, Matthew Butler, you know, of course, uh, Crosby and Jones got loose. Like, we really saw that what we expected early on or whatever in this offseason when we made all these moves and we built all this defense and did all these things. Because I still go back to, you know, a handful of weeks ago when everybody was saying that, well, we didn't do enough on defense. And I said, bull crap. Yes, we did. We made serious moves on defense, including bringing in a new coordinator. So we've made plenty of moves. Now, whether those things were going to pan out or not was yet to be seen. But early on, yeah, they didn't pan out. And, yeah, we struggled, especially with interior line pressure. And now we saw that today. And, you know, what happens when you get Tillery and Butler and those guys pushing up the middle, but then it frees up guys like Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, allows them to take some one-on-ones. And next thing you know, look what we've got. We're getting a Herbert, man. Great day today on the defense. Yeah, and that to me is such a big deal because you, you've seen that defense struggle so often, and a lot of you I know have talked about it, and people are, are talking about it in the chat and, and how well they did. We also have a poll up on YouTube uh, on the player of the game, Chandler Jones with the three sacks, Josh Jacobs or Devontae Adams. So far, it's a landslide for Devontae Adams, although all three of those guys, in my view, deserve a game ball for the game they had out there. But Murph, that defense, I thought, especially since Carr and the offense really struggled at the beginning of the game, of course, the pick six uh, and the first few drives just could not, they could not get that thing going. And the defense came out on – and this is what we talked about the last two weeks, Murph. I want to get your comments on this. We talked about this defense kind of setting the pace and the intensity level, and they do it again here in this big AFC West game at home against the Chargers. Yeah, it was really nice, and especially since we're apparently we've taken this approach that we're going to have a sleeper offense that we're not <laughs> going to focus on. Devontae Adams and Matt Collins and the other guys that are good at catching the ball, especially Devontae Adams, as you mentioned. Um, so we're not going to feature them in the first quarter. We're only going to run Josh Jacobs. And it would, and to, you know, I think to questionable success there early on, but it was all defense. Like that's the thing that, and like, and not only was that pass rush evident, but you know, here's, there is a such thing as complimentary football. And when you have a good pass rush and then you have good coverage in the secondary, like to, you know, to basically to give that pass rush an opportunity and time to get home, like Nate Hobbs, anyone like how great was it to see that young man come back? And like, and again, like showed up immediately from the, from the get go. Uh, you know, Rocky sin had a, had a couple questionable plays, but a, a very sure handed tackler. Uh, I know a meat got burned on that one deep and, and, you know, and Keenan Allen was letting him know. Um, but aside from that, like our secondary held up today. And the last thing I'll, I'll say on this Scott too, is especially in the secondary, like we're peanut punching like crazy. We saw Merrick do it. We saw Darar and Harmon do it and knocked out that fumble. Like how re like refreshing is it to see a Raider defense create turnovers? Like, oh my gosh, this, this is amazing, right? Yeah, that's that's true. Exactly. Because you have to have those takeaways. And we look at uh, the Raiders on the day, especially here. Here's a couple things I want to point out. You talked about the turnovers, right? 
the fact that the uh, Chargers fumbled once, of course, the interception. Uh, but you look at also the Raiders, three penalties, only 15 yards in the game. Uh, it was a well-played game by both sides in that in that realm, four for 20 for the Chargers as well. Uh, but the Raiders were able to control that. They also controlled um, the uh, the time of possession, mostly up until the last quarter when the when the Chargers actually pulled ahead there. But you look at this performance all the way around from, from this team and what they were able to do on offense after starting early uh, at, at a slow pace. They really picked it up, and I think that's what I'm noticing most, Murph, about this team as it goes on this win streak of three games, which is they are they are limiting mistakes. They make them, right? There's still some deficiencies out there, but they've been so much more resilient. And I have to say, and, and I know some people out there who don't like Derek Carr are going to like this, but after his meltdown at the podium, things all have seemed to change. And I know you got a lot of attention this week for your position on how you handle the Derek Carr situation and your opinion of Derek Carr, which was great. Uh, shout out to uh, the guys at Raiders Beat for that. Um, but you look at this thing, and it seems to all have changed after that moment. It just has. Absolutely it has. And, you know, and we, we, during that moment, we talked about, you know, the – the definition of leadership and the different definitions of leadership. And there are a lot of different ways to lead, right? You can lead by example. You can lead by, you know, your, 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 your actions on and off the field. You can lead by, you know, being vocal. You can lead a lot of different ways. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Derek's an emotional guy, and Derek led with his emotion and his passion for the Raiders. And look, and you could, and there was plenty of criticism about him during those moments. But look, obviously the team has responded to him because here's the thing: is that like, and I love what you said there, Scott, is that you know the the, the team, despite headwinds, as the kids say, mm-hmm. despite those things happening to them, they still persevere. They still push through. One of the hallmarks of, of classic Raider teams is that. Yeah, we used to get a bunch of bad calls against us, but we won anyways. It was that idea that, like, yeah, things external are going to happen. Well, what do you do to push through them? And so whether it's Derek throwing that pick six, which was, I mean, I don't know what what you guys saw, and I'm curious to hear, like, what Mo and guys that know film, <laughs> like, what they think. But, like, to me, it looked like a bad pass. It looked like, I don't know, I don't yeah, know what he just was weird. reading there. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. I didn't know what he saw. So, but to bounce back from that and then, like, and it's not just him, though. And this is what I think is so cool about this version of the Raiders. They're a collective effort. No one backs down. No one's quitting. When things start to go, when we give up a freaking touchdown on fourth and 12, you don't see this. You know what I mean? You don't see the body language negative, which is, and here's what's really strange too. That might've been a hallmark of Raider teams in the past. What do you call it? Quitting or whatever you want to call it. And I'm talking about the past past, like, you know, early 2000s and whatnot. We'll pass Gruden anyways. But we saw that this year. Yeah. We saw that this season, we did. Scott. We saw yes. that in the first few weeks of the season. And so to, like, something change. I'm with you on that. And so, like, the demeanor is different. There's fire. There's energy. There's passion. And what else could you want as a fan? And, and listen, I joke all the time that we're going to run this thing out and go 10-7 and 7 and make a run to the Super Bowl. And my delusional silver and black heart tells me we're going to do that. <laughs> but the realistic part of me says that, like, 
hey, that may not happen. So, but that said, like that, the team though believes and the team's going to continue to fight. And so as a fan, that's all you can want because the, I'm going to shut up. I'm rambling now, but the days of like where you just turn it, you turn it on the TV and you're just like, uh, here we go. And by the first end of the first quarter, you're like, all right, now what am I going to do the rest of my day? You know what I mean? Like we're so far past those days. And so, yeah, I, I think it's a, See, record's not what we want it to be, Raider Nation, but the season is, I mean, it's still pretty exciting, if you ask me. Yeah, but but I think your point is well taken there. And as as someone who looks tries to look at things objectively, and I don't look at it as like you guys do through the fan lens, yeah, I don't think 10 and 7 is necessarily possible. But is it impossible? And my answer would be no. I was just tweeting with somebody and talking to somebody in the chat where I said, yeah, it's probably not going to happen because Mo had tweeted out, well, 10 and 7, that's what I predicted. Look. It'll take a lot. It <laughs> it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that it's impossible. But I will tell you, you look at some of the guys that they let go, including Jonathan Abram and all that stuff. And I wish him the best of luck. But it just seems like they finally identified the guys who were all in Murph, and those guys. To your point, they're fighting in these games. They did not let up towards the end of this game like we had seen earlier in the season. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that. I, wow. What and what what. I don't know. I think perseverance is the only thing that I can think of, and especially defensively, because we all crushed Patrick Graham for the majority oh, yes. of the season. Yes. Myself included. Like, like I was the I was the guy going like, not that my opinion matters, but I'm like, let's move on. <laughs> like, let's give the headset to Rob Ryan and move on to somebody else because this ain't working. Well, now it's working. And so, like, I'm gonna eat those words. Like, and and what an amazing turnaround um, by Patrick Graham in this defense that you know we've. From all the things that we heard, all the boastful claims, all those things that happened early on, in, the, in the, especially in the offseason, like none of that stuff was showing up. And now it is showing up. You see the adjustments. You see the relentless attack. You see that, like, the, like there's no slowdown on this defense. Denzel Perryman That's- once again today. Max Crosby again today. Deron Harmon again today. You know, uh, I mentioned Nate Hobbs earlier. Like, these guys just come at you every single damn play, Scott. And, like, you know, that, it, that's fun football to watch when you see that. Yeah, absolutely. Some additions on the defense also help, too. We're going to step aside. If you're listening to us on audio, by the way, we're going to step aside for a moment. Uh, If you're with us on video, we'll be right back. But if you're on audio, hold on. We're going to come back after this break. Uh, We have Murph with the voice of the fan here from Raiders Fan Radio. Of course, he is live with us from the Bet MGM Sportsbook at the Gold Strike Casino, excuse me, in Tunica, Mississippi. So we'll get back to him when we come back as well as in in addition to you. Raiders 27-20 winners over the Dolts, as you guys like to call them. I used to call them, too, when I grew up watching them. Uh, But you're listening to Silver and Black today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back.